Hello and welcome to another episode of the Future Hospitality Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wells, joined today by co-host Dustin Myers. We are partners at Longitude Branding, a hospitality, branding, and experience design agency. At Future Hospitality, our goal is to interview the brightest minds in the industry, gathering insights, ideas, and inspiration to share with you. In this episode, we are joined by John Staff, founder and CEO of Getaway, a network of tiny cabins surrounded by beautiful places scattered all over the United States. Today, John will share a brief history of how Getaway came to be and the philosophy that guides it all. You'll also be among the first to hear about the opening of Getaway's newest location and the release of John's new book. Well, let's go ahead and jump in. Hey, John, we're really excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So I think a lot of people are familiar with your concept at this point, but uh, for those who are not, can you just give us a snapshot of Getaway and um, some of the philosophy and events that led up to creating this concept? Yeah, Getaway is, I mean, at its core, it's a very simple concept. It's tiny cabins in the woods about two hours away from where you live. And you go there to disconnect, to recharge, to do nothing at all. And that's where it really gets to, if you want to call it the philosophy of it, that, that's it, which is, you know, this is not a resort. This is not, you know, you go to some cool town you've never been to and you go see and do a whole bunch of stuff. This is about having a little bit more balance in your life, about taking the time to reflect on where you are and who you are and maybe to celebrate with your loved one, maybe to get back in touch with yourself, maybe to, uh, you know, grieve some loss in your life, but it's a reaction to a world that at least until very recently felt always on that we were always working. We're always connected to technology. We were always many of us surrounded by the noise of the city and all three of those things are really great. Uh, but need to be balanced with their counterparts of real time for leisure or, or disconnection, you know, real time away from work and real time disconnected. So uh, that's where we come from and that's what we're trying to do with getaway. And, uh, and now we're fortunate to be doing it all across the country. And you guys, you guys have been around for about five years, right? A little over five years. Yeah, I started this. Uh, yeah, I started this while I was in graduate school. So this was my little, you know, I guess side hustle uh, while I was in school five years ago. And uh, it's been really over the last three years that that we've been able to grow the business. When you were starting out, and you know, uh, it was a fledgling little startup, you know, out of the gate. You know, this whole idea. I love the idea of balance, and I think everyone can benefit from that in their life. I would assume that you you would kind of personally even struggled with balance as your, you know, startups are a lot of work and you're working many hours at that point. Like how did you balance um, that yourself and just in your personal life, this concept of, you know, work-life balance, getting away, how has that kind of shown up in your own life throughout this process? Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're totally right that I'm like patient zero of whatever getaway is trying to solve. <laughs> like, like occasionally people are like, Oh, maybe John has it all figured out and then he's going to like share the wisdom with us. And, you know, I've been thinking about balance and all this stuff uh, a lot and talking to a lot of people about it and reading about it and experimenting in my own life. So, you know, hopefully maybe I've come up with some things to share, but really I'm trying to 
continually solve my own problem, which, you know, started with, you know, I'm 25 years old. How am I already burned out? You know, and all, all I've ever done in, in, in my career is startup companies, which, which I love. And I love creating and building and, uh, you know, uh, adding new things to the world. Um, but, you know, very quickly fell into the trap that I think so many of us have fallen into, which, you know, which started with, I remember getting my first iPhone. And I just, I thought it was so cool that my boss bought me an iPhone. And I quickly figured out that I could be the hero because I could respond to things at all hours. And I remember, you know, cooking dinner and answering email and getting praised for it and thinking, oh, I've got this whole career thing figured out. Um, and then, you know, a year later, two years later, whatever it was going, oh, no, <laughs> like now everybody's doing that. Like, how do we put that genie back into the bottle? And, you know, at, at that moment, I was really genuinely like struggling with like, okay, how do I like figure out how to have a life where, you know, it's not constant, constant work and constant stress and constant anxiety. And I didn't know how to figure that out. Um, but basically what I did was I started lying to people and said, I was, I'm going to move into an Airstream trailer. And I wasn't lying like in the malicious way, but I was lying in the like, I wasn't doing anything to get myself an Airstream trailer way. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lesson in there because I told this to enough people that finally, you know, person number 25 said, well, if you're really serious about that, I've got a friend that has an Airstream trailer. Why don't you call her? So I call her Bianca. And Bianca says, sure, I've never met you, but you know, if Kristen likes you, pick it up at my house, uh, which was in LA. So I, I flew out to LA, I bought a truck, uh, and I traveled for about five months and 8,000 miles through the West and, you know, kind of figured my life out, not completely, but a little bit and discovered tiny houses and, you know, thought I want one of these. I want to stick it in the woods far enough away from where I live so that I can escape frequently, but I want it, uh, you know, I want it to be a place where I don't do work and, and there's no Wi-Fi and nobody bothers me. And, uh, and then the startup gene kicked in and said, maybe other people want that. Uh, you know, this being, as you mentioned, five years ago, it was, it was much less obvious that, you know, people wanted to go to a truly tiny space in the middle of nowhere to do nothing. Uh, but, you know, through the, through launching a pilot and then a second pilot, and then having the good fortune to, to grow this business, it's, it turns out there's a lot of folks that are looking for, for that sort of experience. Yeah, I think in the hospitality industry, there can be like the herd mindset of everybody doing the same thing. And um, this is a very different, especially five years ago, just a very different approach. So from the Airstream journey days to this point, um, I guess what were some of the key moments when you were like, wow, other people want this as well. This isn't just a solution to my issue, but... Um, this is something that could actually work. The first one that really struck us being primarily Pete Davis, who I started the company with and I was, you know, he and I, he was also sort of, you know, burned out. And so we shared this, this view that like for our own lives, at least that we want to get off the internet and into nature. Um, and so, you know, we did this pilot of three cabins uh, north of Boston in, in New Hampshire and we didn't put any Wi-Fi in. And the truth is we didn't put it in because we didn't want it and didn't think it should be there. 
but also because we had no idea how to make it work anyway. Um, but we really worried that it would be a bridge too far for people, that they would riot if there wasn't Wi-Fi. And so the genuine surprise was, you know, among those first few hundred guests, people would write to us and say, oh, thank you for not having Wi-Fi. And, and actually, actually, you know, when I rounded the last bend, my cell phone bars went down from two to one or one to zero. And, and that was the best feeling I've had in a long time. Or the most honest ones would go on and say, you know, okay, I, I got there. I like, you know, I was trying the thing you wanted me to try, but a little bit skeptical. And I sat down next to the campfire and I, I was still thinking about work or I was feeling, you know, phantom cell phone vibrations in my pocket or whatever. And I, I love that honesty. But, but then they would go on to say something like, but after an hour or after two hours, you know, I felt this feeling wash over me that I haven't felt in a long time. Or I had this conversation with my husband that we didn't even know we needed to have, but we, were, but we, really, <laughs> we really needed to have it. So it was those stories, you know, at the beginning, we didn't have all this language and, you know, the brand wasn't as defined, of course, as it is now, but it was, it was all those guest stories that said, okay, wait a minute, like, we don't need to be worrying about, you know, not having Wi-Fi. we need to double down on this. And so we put in, you know, the cell phone lockbox that's now in every getaway cabin and invites you to lock up your devices for the duration of your stay. And, you know, years in, like if it was just me or just Pete and I, or just the team and I that believed all of this stuff, obviously we would have long ago been, been out of business, but you know, every day we get dozens and dozens of notes from our guests who say, I got something out of this. And sometimes it's, you know, I got a special birthday celebration, but sometimes it's, you know, I just lost my job or I just figured out this new nonprofit I want to start or, you know, um, I got to like actually have a deep connection with my kid for the first time in a while. And, and so it's really been driven by, by our guests reacting uh, to this experience and then our trying to make it, you know, better and truer to, to what they're getting out of it. I find it so interesting, this idea, and I'm sure that there's been plenty of studies, you know, done about this, but this idea of um, disconnecting from everything like technology and like the, the world around us somehow allows us to reconnect to things that are, you know, important in our mind. What, why do you think that is? I mean, what's, what, what's going on in the, I guess, in the human mind in your, in your opinion? And why, are, why is it important for people to disconnect, you know, for periods of time? Yes, this is the, the part where I point out that I'm not, uh, I'm not a brain scientist, <laughs> uh, but, I, but I have done some reading and like the technical answer to that is in part the thing in your brain called the default mode network, uh, which is, you know, you'll probably be most familiar with it as the thing that gives you good ideas when you're in the shower. And there's real science that proves the shower gives you good ideas for a reason, which is your context has shifted such that you're not distracted by whatever, you know, your normal distractions are, your email inbox, your dishwasher needing to be unloaded, your, you know, dog chasing you around the house, whatever it is, um, the shower kind of protects you from that. Um, there's also science that shows, you know, our brains are best able to access that, that, that part, the default mode network, when we have just enough activity going on that we don't get bored but not so much that we get distracted. So 
nature is great for this because it gives us things like waves lapping on the shore or leaves rustling above our head or campfire flames flickering in front of us. All, all three of those things are enough activity that, that keep, keep us engaged. So they're very different than you know, watching paint dry, but they're not so much activity that uh, it, it blocks those deeper thoughts or ideas uh, from coming to the forefront. So I think that's a big part of it. And you know, implicit to all of that, just speaking personally, and I guess less scientifically in my own life, it's really about changing context. Like I do this for a living and I still come home at night and I still fall into bad habits. I think I've gotten a little bit better over the years, but you know, I come home and I'm like still thinking about work too much or I'm checking my email when I kind of quote unquote should not be um, because it's hard. We all have patterns of life, but you know, for me, when I go into nature or go to a getaway cabin or, or whatever, that shift in context is like, okay, I'm not falling into those old habits because, you know, my laptop's not sitting there or my phone's not ringing or, you know, we're not, you know, ordering the same takeout we take, you know, we, we get every night. And, you know, I think that's a powerful thing. I also think it's important to point out because, you know, we can guilt ourselves so much and, oh, why can't I, you know, draw better boundaries between work and home or whatever. And it's because it's really hard to, you know, break those ingrained patterns. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect segue into talking about the book. Obviously none of us can, most of us wouldn't be able to live at getaway and experience that level of white space and margin all the time. Um, and so bringing some of those principles and practices into our everyday life, um, is a, is an obvious need. So, um, today you're, um, announcing a new book. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, super excited to announce uh, a new book coming out, uh, which is called getting away 75 everyday practices for finding balance in our always on world, uh, which is coming out through an imprint of, of penguin random house on sale, uh, uh, now, uh, for publication on June 9th. And the idea behind this book was, you know, getaway has, like, I didn't start Getaway with any hospitality or real estate background. I started it, you know, for the reasons we talked about before, which is I wanted a little bit more balance in my life. And then, you know, thought maybe we can figure out how to give that to more people and, you know, really believe in that mission. We know it's not curing cancer, but we, we do think it's important for all of us to figure out how do we live in this world, which, you know, it's almost cliche to say because, you know, Every, all of us are talking about balance a lot now, but, you know, we have to remember that, you know, the internet is like 20 years old, for, at least in, you know, being deeply embedded into most of our lives. The iPhone is like 12 years old. And so it's not a surprise that we're all still struggling with how do I, you know, spend my time the way I want to spend my time in a world that has massively changed due to those technologies and other, you know, and other changes, including, you know, urbanization and so forth over the last many years. And so that's where Getaway the Company comes from. But as we've had some success with tiny cabins in the woods, two hours outside of major cities, I've always had this fear and anxiety that, you know, we're going to backslide into being a hotel in the woods. And, you know, I've always thought about us as being, you know, able to do something a little bit different and um, more focused than, than what a hotel does. 
And so this book, Getting Away, is about well, all this stuff we believe and think is important. A lot of it can happen, you know, at a tiny cabin in the woods, but a lot of it can happen, you know, at home. A lot of it can happen with your partner. A lot of it can happen in your office. A lot of it can happen, you know, walking around your town or city. And so this book is, you know, 75 practices that are meant to give you some other ways to have balance in your life with, without going to a cabin in the woods. And it's not meant to be, it's not like a, you know, a magical 10 step formula that's going to, you know, give you more balance in your life. Not every practice is going to work for everyone. These come from kind of me and my life by and large. Um, and you know, the truth is like some of them are deeply embedded into my life. Some of them are things I, you know, have to come back to every couple of months to try to form the habit in a deeper way. But it's meant to be an offering to folks to say, if you're struggling, if you want to have a, you know, if you want to adjust your life a little bit, um, here are some ways that might work for you. So that's the book coming out, coming out now. John, I know I'm looking forward to getting my hands on that book. And I, I think we all need a little bit more balance in our life. Um, are you able to maybe share uh, some, a couple of those 75 practices with us? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and the idea is that they're all, they're pretty simple interventions. Some are simpler than others, but um, one that has made a real difference in my life was resubscribing to the print edition uh, of the newspaper. So we get the weekend, weekend copy of the paper and, you know, that fills Saturday with, you know, a disconnected activity. One of mine and, and the team laughs at me because I always bring this one up as an example, but I love to take a bath and light a candle and read a magazine. Um, you know, there's, other, you know, turning, turning your notifications off. Uh, a friend gave me this idea of, uh, that she does, Jess Davis, uh, which is a no screens while moving policy. So whether she's walking, riding the subway on a bus, and of course, driving a car, uh, making sure that is disconnected time where, you know, you can think through things as opposed to distract yourself uh, from your daily uh, distractions. Uh, one I've been doing, you know, in COVID-19 time is I finally take, I didn't, never thought I would do this. I've taken up gardening and I'm, I'm, I've potted plants are now fully enclosing my home uh, to the point where I'm going to have to kick my partner out soon if I keep, uh, if I keep potting plants. So it's stuff like that. That's great. I love the, the moving one too. That's a, a really great idea to keep in mind. Cause I, I know for myself, if I'm commuting or driving or uh, going for a walk or, you know, anything like that, I always have headphones in, I'm listening to something or, you know, looking at something and it's, that's a great time to, to kind of, like you said, step away from that and just use that time to focus and to enjoy peace and quiet or, you know, nothing at all. My, my, my big source of guilt is, is Twitter. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> uh, a frequent reader, uh, seldom a contributor. Um, but it's just so easy to get sucked in. And so, you know, a few months ago I said, okay, I got to like, you know, do better on this front. And so I deleted the app off my phone and then, you know, was good for a while, but quickly figured out, well, you can just log in through the browser on your phone. You don't need the app. <laughs> um, but I was, I was doing okay. And then I live in New York. And then for those who know New York, I'm traveling from JFK airport back to my place in Brooklyn, which is just about like the worst stretch of road and traffic that, that you can imagine. Uh, and then I, and then here came Twitter again, because it's just, so, so easy to fall into these habits. Um, so, you know, as I, as I do these things, I try to be easy on myself and say, it's not, you know, I don't have to be an absolutist. It's about, 
you know, experimenting and seeing what works and adjusting it and, and, and so forth. But try to try to always point out that, you know, like these in particular, like, you know, these these apps are, you know, built with many millions of dollars, billions of dollars of effort towards how do we get John to open this app when he's in that cab exactly. on his way from JFK back home. Uh, so, you know, the opposition is strong. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's important to recognize that. Yep, that's huge. It, it definitely is designed to addict you to it and is very successful without uh, intentional effort against that. So in other news, uh, this is also a big day due to the Austin location announcement. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, you're uh, you're catching uh, me at uh, at a time with lots of news. So the book's out, and then today, at least as we record this, uh, our Austin location, Austin and San Antonio location, is opening. So it's called Getaway Hill Country. Uh, it's actually just under an hour from Austin. It's about an hour and a half from San Antonio, uh, in the Texas Hill Country, as the name implies. And I think it's. You know, it's 70 acres. It's about 40 cabins that are spread out, like at all of our locations. So as you drive in, you'll see the other cabins, but you have your own, you know, view into nature out your big window. You have your own private fire pit and picnic table and Adirondack chairs, and that's out of sight of, of other cabins. And, you know, this is piggybacking on our opening a Dallas location, I guess, uh, six, eight months ago, which has gone really well. And, um, you know, it's really remarkable to spend some time in Texas, obviously a big state, but to see how different it is from, from the piney woods to the hill country. So excited to begin hosting guests there later today. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. John, uh, when, you're, when you're picking a new location for these, out, you, as you call them, outposts, um, which I love that term, um, how do you... One, I guess, how do you select, uh, you know, where you are putting these, um, you know, what goes into that decision? And, and I noticed like at, at each of your outposts, you always have um, ideas of things you can explore or engage with, like, you know, whether it's a winery or something in nature, a trail, um, you know, are those, are all those and more go into the decision of where you uh, put these? Yeah, we're, we're, you know, different than a lot of companies in how we search for real estate, uh, which is, you know, one, it's gotta be quiet, serene, and beautiful. It has to be about two hours from a major city because we are committed to this idea that, you know, you're able to escape, but you don't spend all your time getting there so you can have quality time spent in nature. But then, you know, unlike other companies that have to be at Maine and First or, or you know, whatever the, the equivalent of that is, out in nature, it's like, that's kind of it. Um, and in fact, you know, we kind of love it when we're just kind of really off the beaten path because in everything we're do, we do, we're trying to, you know, make it known that the, the point of this time at Getaway is to really do nothing. And so, you know, we don't need to be in, you know, uh, you know, historical resort area A or, or whatever you want to call it. We can kind of be anywhere where it's quiet serene and beautiful and 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 yes we you know we've got walking paths on our properties and and if there are trails nearby we point them out but like i'm i'm such a crazy person that i like i don't want to ever point out the wineries because i think wineries are great but it's like there's another time to go to the winery like this is the time you 
you know, sit by the campfire or sit at the picnic table or, or read a book in your cabin in nature. So um, that has been an area of compromise on the, on the team. But, but the primary thing is just, you know, it's nature, it's quiet, um, and it's space for you to, you know, do what you want with. I love it. The title of this podcast is Future Hospitality. And we want to just talk to the, the leading minds in the industry. And you, you are definitely one of those. So one of the questions we asked towards the end is, what do you see shaping the future of the industry? Well, to, you know, pick the obvious one, it's, it's funny that like getaway has always been socially distanced, you know, based on, based on everything we've been, been talking about. And we've always been careful to say like, you know, the city's not bad. We love the city. Like technology is not bad. It obviously like provides huge power and, and conveniences to our lives. And, um, you know, and work's not bad. We hope you love your job. We want everybody to have a job that they feel passionate about and committed to and, and where they're treated well. But all of those things need to be balanced. And, you know, getaway is a balance to them, including that, you know, the fourth thing on that list after city work and technology would be seeing other people. Like we, you know, I, we think other people, I'm a little bit of a misanthrope, but most people like other people. I like other people <laughs> in small doses. And, and, but the fourth thing on that list would be like, other people are great. Like socializing is great. Like dinner parties are great. Parties are great. Like Coachella is great, but you need time where you can kind of escape. Like, am I showing up in the right way for these people? And how do I, how do I look? And am I interesting? What am I talking about? And so anyway, we're, we've always been naturally socially distanced. And I've met, you know, one of, one of the questions that comes up a lot when we're, you know, talking to investors is, but why isn't there a communal lodge to hang out in? Why isn't there a communal fire pit where people can get to know their neighbors? Why isn't there a, you know, this or that sort of gathering place? And, you know, I never say never, but I've, I've always been committed to the idea of like, this is a place where, you know, there isn't any of that social pressure. And so to your question, I think, you know, we're going to see hotels who have spent the last however many years saying, you know, let's make the rooms as small as possible. Let's make the common spaces as big as possible. Let's, you know, throw away the check-in desk and turn it into a DJ stand and have our lobby be a rave, rethinking that. And, you know, I don't think we're going to be socially distancing forever. I, I sure hope not. But, you know, I think we are, you know, if I'm, if I'm kind of making the getaway pitch, it's like, not that we don't think, you know, human interaction is important or the kind of classic hospitality mantra, but, you know, it's about personal interaction between the staff and the guests. Like there's a place for that, but I also think there's a place for, you know what, I want my own, I want my own space and I've got the people I love. I already know them. It's not, not the clerk behind the check-in desk. It's my husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, best friend. Uh, and I want to go to a place where I can really bond with those people. So it's a long way of saying the future of hospitality is just getaway and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to take over the world. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. John, as, as the final question here, uh, kind of piggybacking on the idea of the future of hospitality, but more personalized, I know you, you we covered in this podcast, you know, the, the book you have that you're releasing, um, that's big news for you, but as you kind of keep your eyes on the future for yourself and in this industry, and, uh, you know, what are some things that you're excited about or that gets you, get you passionate and excited, whether it's, you know, trends heading in a certain direction or technology or just personal development, you know, what is, 
something that excites you about just your own personal uh, future in this industry? Yeah. I want to figure out how to be a different sort of workplace. Um, and I'm, and actually, you know, COVID, which none of us wanted and obviously would like to, to have disappear as quickly as possible has nonetheless provided some, you know, ex natural experiments and, and time to think and time to experiment. Like I've never, you know, I've never stayed in my apartment for two months before. And quite honestly, I would have said, I'm not sure I can before this happened. And, you know, lo and behold, like, yes, I would like to go out to dinner and yes, I would like to see my colleagues um, a little bit, but you know, I've learned about myself. Like I actually can stay home and like I can settle into a quieter, slower routine. And, um, and that's actually quite enjoyable. And, and I connect that to the idea of, you know, how do we work going forward? And I've always cared a lot about getaway being a workplace where, you know, quote unquote, the inside matches the outside where, you know, we have a brand that's about having balance in your life and disconnecting and recharging frequently. And how do we make sure that is true for our team? And it's really difficult in a context where, you know, you, you have ambition and you want to grow a lot um, easier to do if you're, you know, content having one location or, or two locations or whatever. And I think that's a valid choice, but we've always said, no, we want to impact a lot of folks' lives. Uh, and so, you know, those are two things that are very much intention. And so we've run, you know, experiments over the years, some of which have worked, some of which haven't worked, but, you know, for example, we do this, um, this thing called get a day, which is one, one Friday off every month that I hope we can expand soon. So everybody gets at least one three day weekend a month. And if there's a holiday in that month, then you get two as a, like a little down payment on like, we want to make sure you're having some semblance of balance in your life. We encourage everybody to install this tool called DND email, uh, which I have installed and it stops your email from coming on, coming in at whatever schedule you set. So I don't get literally emails don't come into my inbox at night or on weekends unless I go through some convoluted override process uh, to go find them. So we've tried to do stuff like that, but with, you know, with the current circumstances, I'm, I'm excited about thinking more about like, okay, what are we learning here about people's productivity, about people's preferences, about, you know, how we get more done with less, quite frankly. Um, and how can that inform, you know, our being hopefully a leader in how we work and how we work differently and, I would, it, it's super hard, uh, but I would love to kind of crack that code and make some contribution that, that others adopt um, rather than just go back to, you know, okay, you know, coronavirus is over. Let's go back to the way it was 60, 90 days ago, because the reality was it wasn't that good. There was a lot broken about that world. And I hope we can fix, fix some of it uh, with what we're going through now. That's so good. We, we're big fans of Getaway. Um, we're excited to continue to watch as it evolves. And um, I love, love your vision for creating a workplace that, um, that takes advantage of these principles and incorporates these principles. So um, we're, we're super excited to watch that. Um, how can people find out more about you? How can they order the book? Yeah, so the best is just to go to our website, uh, www.getaway.house, or on Instagram, at Getaway House, uh, or you can find me, John Staff, somewhere on the internet. <laughs> John, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Future Hospitality Podcast. If you enjoyed today's topic and episode, 
please leave us a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Future Hospitality and on Facebook by searching for Future Hospitality. Hospitality.